hello welcome to fmc i am jeremy that is sp3 it is tuesday october 10th titty tuesday here on fmc and sp3 it's 10 10 it's 10 10 they're coming who's coming they're coming who is they 10 10 it's coming who is, who is they I'm sorry, I'm a I'm a TNA mark. I, mean, I know we're not supposed to be talking about wrestling, but just, every time it's ten ten, I always see, think of that angle. They're coming. I don't know who they is. Oh, so basically, uh, Biss uh, had a whole angle saying they're coming, and the day was Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, immortal. What a brand that was. <laughs> Oh, honestly, boy. honestly, we could talk about TNA because I don't think it counted as wrestling. <laughs> <In those days. laughs> it was trash reality. <laughs> kind of was. Kind of was trash reality. Uh, good morning, Eddie James. We're not here to talk about TNA, although I did open this show by calling it Titty Tuesday. So we're going to talk about titties. That's me there. <laughs> titties. <laughs> Titty slapping. Give me those titties. Huh? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know what's happening this show already. I have no idea. I left the door open. Like, I, I I, don't even have, like, my lighting, my proper lighting. I got the overhead light on. It's the lawless FMC show. Like, it's just. You say, you say, you don't even care. Like, like this is like now two weeks in a row. You haven't even bothered to put up the FMC uh, overlay. You just this you just is the FMC out. overlay. This is it. I the literally commented. Overlay. I literally commented on Kylie's post, and I was like, "We legitimately had an old episode where we had tag talk overlay and did not say a word about it. It literally this, was just so natural." The this is the overlay. We we don't have another overlay. This is it. I mean, we got made an overlay by the lovely Caden. So I know that. I thought right. Romeo made it. Did Romeo make? I thought it was Caden. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Romeo. it was Caden. Mm, maybe it was. Maybe pretty it was. sure it was Caden because I can't. Upload I trust. And I don't. I, I the only thing I send to you is like videos of random two thousand shows that I want to season rank. That's all I send you. I don't send you like overlays. So true. I don't. I don't trust one. I don't trust my memory. But two, I don't know if Caden did it because then Caden would have had to do something, and that doesn't seem like Caden. So, <laughs> so I like Caden. <laughs> that's why i figured it was romeo i was like they Kaden, maybe that was when kaden was in the phase where he would like do something for like uh, that that week yeah that it's one week it, it was strong week turned in that strong week and then he's like i'm done it was it was pledge week it was pledge <laughs> week where where you try really hard and then you go back to being a lazy pledge <laughs> uh <laughs> all right we got we got plenty to talk about as always, the biggest thing we're going to talk about is preseason basketball. SB3. Let's go! I watched last night while everybody else was watching the dumb wrestling. Not me. Not me. Not me. I was watching Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembiniana, Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs. First preseason game for both men since Chet missed all of last season. Let me tell you. 
Let me tell you, SP3, this is going to be the rivalry that defines this generation. Wimby and Chet. These two seven-foot monsters who can do everything. I was, I'll, I'll praise Wimby first. This man is so tall. <laughs> he has so much length. Jado blew by him on on a, on a just a just a drive to the rim. It looked like he was clean, going to be an easy layup. This man came out of nowhere with his go go gadget arms and just blocked this thing. Go just gadget block. Oh, he he made a steal. This man was at the the three point line, at the top of the key, at the top of the three point line. And then they they were in the paint. He just reaches over and steals the ball in the paint. I the length he was contesting everything. He's gonna be an issue just with his size alone, and he's got the skills to back it up. Uh, you know, he knocked down a three coming off a dribble handoff. Like, man, a dude that size should not be able to take a dribble handoff like that and knock down that three. He's gonna be a, a definite, definite problem. The Spurs. Like their their talent level ain't like great or anything. Uh, Kelton Johnson didn't play last night, so I still have to get a full read. Shea didn't play for OKC last night, so like, they were missing their best player. Um, but one of our one of our favorite commenters in the uh, live chat, Trey Jones, had twelve points. So you know, I'm glad. I'm glad. Trey, I mean, Trey Jones. Trey Jones loves loves our shows. He even shows up in True Hill Heat chat. So Trey Jones, I'm rooting for you this year. Trey Jones is nice. Trey Jones yeah. is nice. He's a uh, he plays for the Spurs. Uh, yeah, Louis. He tapped in a miss free throw. <laughs> he literally just stood there and just like put his hands up and just tapped it in off of the miss free throw. I was like, what is happening? This the man is just so tall. It's insane. It's insane. Now Chet though, the goat, Chet Holmgren absolutely balling in this game he took a dribble handoff drove to the rim put his head down finished through contact he was knocking down threes oh there was this one play there was there was this one play where i about covered the room and come sp3 giddy was giddy was posting up giddy was posting up and j-dub set a back screen took out two men screen them away giddy rips a pass cross court wide open chet corner three oh and it went in oh Come everywhere, come everywhere as I was watching this game. Just amazing. Get the Giddy and Chet connection. It's going to be so good. Going to be so good. Heathenness, heathenness. <laughs> talking about, talking about come at the, at 9.42 in the morning. God damn. Some people are blessed with, there's Trey Jones. See, yo, he balled out last night and it's in the chat. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Chet, Chet can do all of it. Chet can do all of it. The pat, he was, he was moving the ball around defensively, very active. And the thing is, is like because they were playing Wimby and the Spurs, like Wimby's about one of the few players that has any type of length on Chet. Chet's going to be the tallest dude on the court most of the time. Guys, I am up at six thirty. Okay, it's been three hours. All right, tapped into the horny. Yeah. <laughs> it is not too early for me okay it is not too it's early like, it's like nearly afternoon for you so yeah exactly i go further though true the wife is watching i don't want to embarrass her too much uh but look she's a beautiful woman and she she's very kind to me for some reason 
Chad Holmgren, also very kind to the basketball fan in me. Visual blowjobs from Chet Holmgren when he's playing on the court. <laughs> I can imagine the conversation if a neighbor just happens to click on a YouTube video and see you and then talking to your missus like, um, yeah, I didn't know he was on YouTube and I thought it was about wrestling, but he's talking about coming everywhere to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they are watching Chet Holmgren play basketball, they'd have the same reaction. If not, I don't want to talk to them about basketball. These are the only people I want to talk to about basketball is the people that can ejaculate while watching. If you ain't coming while watching basketball, then your team is not doing it right. If your no, team my, my team come, my team is doing it right because it gives me the the Holy Spirit. It gives me all the all That's the joy. Too. See, exactly. It's a different. That's it's a different. Too. It's a difference, but but it is it is type of uh, you know joyfulness. Staying being yeah. horny and coming everywhere. That's joyfulness as well, in in its own way, I guess. Um, but I'm I'm very happy for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the team that I predicted will make the playoffs this year, because man, Chet Holmgren is back. He's gonna he's gonna grow into a really good uh, post player down low. He's gonna give them more defense. I think Shea is gonna take another step into superstardom if he hasn't already. Josh Giddy, you know, Jeremy will be having a semi every time he's on the TV screen, and he's gonna improve even more as a player as well. Jay will. You got got you guys got a deep team. I, I really like your team. And I spoiler alert for our preview. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm going to have y'all as an ape seed where y'all only have to win one playing game to make the playoffs. J-Dub guarded Wemby last night, which is insane because Wemby's a foot taller than him. Uh, J-Dub's got some size, but the, the man is just so, so tall. Somebody said that J-Dub guarding Wemby, the size difference is like Chris Paul guarding Jokic. Like, think about that. That is the size difference between them, and that's who they decided have guard which makes sense like then then chet can kind of leak out in in rome and uh protect the paint a little bit more play more of a roamer role than just stay on wimby um it kind of worked when he still got his numbers and everything but but what i was saying is like chet's for the most part going to be the tallest rangiest player on the floor in most of these games wimby's the exception because that nobody's gonna out tall and range him so for him to do that against the team with Wimby, very encouraging. Now he's gonna play better. He's gonna play better players. Wimby is still a rookie. The Spurs were one of the worst teams in the league last year. He's gonna play guys that have size, guys like Embiid, guys like Jokic. Like he's gonna have to play against those guys. Uh, and we'll see how he does against he's gonna them. Get bodied. Oh, he put on some strength. How many post? There's not that many like post players like that. Jokic, there's just not. that's what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm talking about those guys. I'm talking about the few players that you just mentioned. Yeah, but they body like, everybody. Exactly. So who cares? He's gonna fall in line. He's just gonna they're fall gonna, in line. They're gonna they body everybody. When yeah, he's gonna it be did, the exception to the rule? It didn't work. Like putting uh, J Dub on Wimby. Like <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to throw at that guy though. I really don't know what you're supposed to throw at that guy. Like it, that, the man is just so tall. 
So what, do you, what do you think he's going to average this year? Wimby? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying easy 29 and four. I don't know. And four? Four what? Four assists? Four, four blocks. Oh, four blocks. I was like, huh? Four? Um, no, four blocks? That's insane. Four blocks a game? Nah, I'll, I'll go I'll go uh 29 and 2. I think he I don't know if he's going to get like a 30 point scoring. I I just don't Spurs offense doesn't always work like that where one guy just kind of dominates. Um like 20, I feel like he's 29 and 2, that's basically what Tim Duncan averaged on a bad year. So that's what I'm like giving one B. That's that's the bar I'm picking. And played with a lot better players, and that too. And he still averaged twenty nine and two on his well, some of his worst seasons in his prime. Tim Duncan never averaged twenty nine. What are we talking about? Twenty nine, nine rebounds. He never averaged nine rebounds. What he always averaged oh twenty. Okay, okay, you're throwing me off with the twenty nine. Okay, I am giving you a stat line twenty nine and two. Okay, I get it now. I thought you were saying 29. I thought you were saying 29 points. Jesus. No, I would never say Tim Duncan averaged 29 points. That's why it threw me (laughs) off. Tim Duncan averaging 29 points. No, I I think he's... uh, So so Greg Carter says 17, 7, and 2. That's way... That feels way too low. That feels really low. That feels like a bad year. That feels like a bad year for (laughs) Wimby. 24, that, 5, and 3 blocks. That rebound feels like a bad, bad year for yeah. him. No, he's going to get double. He's getting double digit. I, I'm, uh, I'm putting rebounds. it at 9. I I'm, I think 9 is the bar that we should have for him. He should honestly he's, do I agree with Jeremy. He should average more than that, but I'm going to – he's still a rookie. I'm going to give him 9 rebounds. 9 rebounds. I'm, I'm thinking like 22, 10, and 2. You're setting the bar too high for a kid. He's still a he's, kid. He's good though. He see, he, I know he's good. I know he's good, but even even like last night where he had a really strong game, I don't think he averaged that many rebounds. Like, yeah, he only aver- he only had five rebounds. So that's what I'm saying. You have to relatively I get where Louis coming from saying five rebounds because that's what he got last night, and that's what he's been getting most of the preseason. But I'm like like I'm saying, you gotta set the bar properly for the kid and I think sending it at 10 rebounds when you're in what the top 25% of big men in the league. Yeah. I mean, now you're kind of pushing it. I know his potential says that, but let's set the bar properly for the kid. Nine rebounds. I feel like is a reasonable thing for a guy that size and with his ability. Okay. I'm giving him one. Re- you're focused on the rebounds. It's one yep. rebound. You yep. can easily get 10 rebounds per game. No. no. Not if he's getting five rebounds consistently over a couple of games here. What do you mean five rebounds consistently? In the preseason. It was one preseason game where he didn't play the full game. Why are we judging it based off of... Why are we judging it based off that? He's not playing full games in summer league and in preseason. The man is tall. Do you know, like... Length is just going to give him so many rebounds. 10 rebounds is not some absurd bar. Absurd. So absurd. Top 25% in the league. Probably less than that. 
the percentage how of players is, that average a double double? How is in re, with rebounds? rebounds? Some absurd bar. Ten players averaged ten rebounds last year. Ten players. Ten players. And you expect him to get into the top ten players of the league for an eighty-two game stretch? You yeah, because he's friggin' tall. Okay, sir. Bow Bow. So Bow Bow was expected to get 10 rebounds a game, too. Bow Bow wasn't getting that much playing time. Bow Bow, I bet over over the, the per 48, per 36, whatever, whatever they call it. He probably it. was. He probably yeah. would be averaging 10 He got five rebounds per game in 21 minutes. So there you go. 5.8 rebounds in 21 minutes in Orlando. Wimby's going to be playing over 30 minutes a night. We shall see. We shall see. 10 rebounds is not that absurd. Not we with the, the pace the game plays. Everybody takes so many shots nowadays. There's so many possessions per game. I don't feel like 10. Maybe I'm jaded just by 2K. I created. Yes. <laughs> I was going mean, to. That was going to be my answer after you were done. I was going to say, yeah, and you play too much 2K. I mean, I created I created a, a very tall dude. Um, he's seven three, just very lanky dude. I just want to like I, I basically I created souped up Rudy Gobert, which I realize is very stupid to everybody. Everybody that plays two K wants to jack up threes and do cool dribble moves. Nah, bump that. Hard screens, hard rolls, rebounds. That's the dude I created. I put him on the Mavs first game. 20 points, 40 rebounds. 40 rebounds with this man. Seven blocks, two. <laughs> what was the final score? 200 to 246? Yeah, we dominated him. We do- I, I forget who we even played. Oh, we played the Spurs, and Wimby got hurt like two seconds into the game. He wanted no smoke. Wanted no smoke with my player. Immediately hurt. He took a dive. He took a dive. <laughs> yeah. Immediately hurt. Smoked like, him, hurt. got him off the court. My knee, my knee, got him off the court. Ridiculous, ridiculousness. You hear this, guys? You hear this guy with any time, anytime your your team has any molecule of success, you start talking crazy on here. What are you talking about? I'm talking. I'm talking about you with the. Well, I I got I got message from the anonymous in in the weeds uh, general manager that you're a heathen. So that's what I was re- referring to. She right messaged there. me that first. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly doesn't understand how DMs work. Now, now, now you're now you're trying to set the bar too high for these young kids. Like, goddamn, what are we doing? I'm sorry for having expectations for these kids. Trying to t- trying to t- set the bar way too high. I guess we're Ten done talking about. Doesn't feel that high. W- way too high. You, you know what? I'm gonna go down. 20, right 20 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. You're making me sound crazy. Ten rebounds doesn't seem that big. Oh, if only ten players in the league last year have ten rebounds, and you're saying who this else league? is seven foot five? We shall see. We shall see. He's probably going to average it, and then you you can go back and be like, hey, look at everybody. He averaged 10 rebounds. Look That's at right. this clip of and of my this second ever so- clip that I clipped on the show because I was right about something again. Wait, okay, so look. So look. The 10 players averaged 10, right? There was 20 players who averaged 9. 
you know guys who average just nine rebounds? Jakob Pertl in 26 minutes, nine rebounds. Jakob Pertl, Kavon Looney in 23 minutes, nine rebounds. They hit the boards. Wimby's not going to hit the boards just with length. He's just going to reach up and grab it over everybody. He'll he'll probably, all this talking, he'll probably average like 15 boards. The Spurs, who who was the leading? Yeah, who was the leader? Who's the leading Spurs rebounder? Let's hear this. You can't even find it because they had nobody to rebound the damn ball. Zach Collins, six rebounds in 22. Nobody rebounds on the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you might be on something. They got nobody who can rebound. Wemby's going to rebound all of these shots. You might be on to something. 15 rebounds. rebounds now now we have much. something. Now we have something to watch one be all season for. It's going to be, we're going to have a whole <laughs> segment. Hold on. A whole Wait, segment. A whole segment on FFC every week is the Wemby rebound watch. Can the I? W, the WRW. It's time for the WRW, Jeremy. I'm, I'm going to bet on Wemby's rebounds. If I can bet on the over, I want to see what the line is set at first off. All right, every everyone watching, if you want us to do a weekly Wemby rebound watch segment, just put WRW in the chat. WR hashtag WRW Wemby rebound watch WRW in the chat. If we get if we get five WRWs from five separate people, we will make this a weekly segment where we are watching the rebounds of Wembenyama. Did you find his uh, his stats from whatever league? What was he in? He was in the French. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for stats. I'm looking to see like what the line is set at. There's got to be like a line to oh the betting line. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be like a line of what what it's set at. If I can bet on there like, over there rebounds. Trey Jones, his teammate, he wants he wants to see it. A Wemby <laughs> rebound watch. We're gonna do it. We'll give updates on the, the rebounds. It's not like that takes a, a long segment or anything. No, we need to make it an isolated segment. <laughs> oh, iso- okay. Isolated okay. segment. We're we're, okay. we're forming we're forming an actual show as people are watching. We got 90 <laughs> seconds of 90 days. We got our NBA talk. We got our challenge talk. We got Jerome YouTube and his tier list. See, we got we got bits and segments. We're an organized show, folks. Okay, average ten plus rebounds per game. Wimby is plus one forty, so that's about the line at plus one forty. So they're saying, yeah, he's going to average about nine. I'll bet on Wimby ten plus rebounds a game. Okay, plus one forty. I'll throw a bet on that. WRW Wemby rebound watch. My whole my whole big my whole big betting of of ten cent. <laughs> Your ten cent bet that you're only getting yeah. what five cents. I get back. fourteen cent back. I get fourteen <laughs> cent back if it, if it happens. I don't bet big. I have I have no. You guys want to super chat and and put some put some money on this? Fine, I'll bet all of that. But I ain't betting big on nothing. Yeah, send super chats, folks. I got got too many bills to pay. I got twelve kids running around. I can't. I can't afford to do all these bets. I got. I got babies to put diapers on. Nah, they'll they'll probably be going into underwear in like a month. So, (laughs) all right. 
I, you're making me feel insane. I don't feel like 10 rebounds isn't bad. We'll see. We we'll shall see. see. I could be we completely shall see. wrong. But we got be... better. We got bigger things to talk about, Jeremy. Yeah, Chad Holmgren. Like my Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome, don't do everyone. Fake, don't do it. Hold on. Hold on. Don't do a fake bit here where you're going to praise the Lakers when you didn't even know they played last night and you didn't watch any of the game. We're not doing that to our audience, SB3. You didn't watch the game last night. You didn't even know they had a game last night. Welcome, everyone, to a teaser, to a little to a little preview, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like the pastor in front of the church that be like, are you coming to church on Sunday? Are you coming to church on Sunday? I got a I got a sermon for all of y'all, brothers and sisters. It's gonna be a good one because we just getting the preview ready. We just getting it preseason ready. 129, 126. The Los Angeles Lakers picking up the victory with seven count no eight, eight players in double figures. Oh my god, we are so deep. So deep led, of course, of course, led in scoring off the bench by Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, and on in the starting lineup with 18 points. Uh, it was him. I'm gonna say him. Austin Reeves with 18 points on the starting lineup. The Lakers looking good in the preseason. We'll see you in the regular season, folks. You didn't watch last night. I don't have to watch. It's the preseason. You should watch. 129-126. I know the final score. That's all that matters. LeBron James played, folks. He played 17 minutes. 10, 10 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. I've been watching it a bit. No. And I could have watched it because it was against the Brooklyn Nets. I could have watched it too. There was a lot on yesterday. There was like baseball playoffs. I was flipping around to, to Monday Night Football. I, I flipped on Raw for a little bit. I had to get I had to flip around, but Raw was good. But yeah, everything was good on TV last night. I just didn't go around to the preseason game. But my Lakers took care of business. We usually do well when I don't watch, so. Lakers are going to be good this year. You know, I bet on them. I bet on them. The disrespect from people. People are saying that the Suns are better than us. Like, what what are we talking about here? No, nah, but I think they're in the top five. Top five teams in the West. Uh, top five teams. Probably, yeah, top five teams in all of the NBA, the Lakers. I think it's Denver, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Los Angeles. However way you want to rank those teams you can do what you want with those but i think those are the top five teams followed by like the warriors man it's, it's gonna take me a while to figure out what when's the next east team because there's a gap between boston milwaukee and everybody else cleveland telling you there's a gap i mean there is but i just think cleveland is third yeah, I guess. james harden showed up to sixers camp he did. I told I told you he would. So he can actually play. Do you think James Harden plays a regular season game for the Sixers? I surprise some people. But yes, I do. 
Okay. I think I think that the Sixers are not going to find a deal that that makes them happy, and I feel like James Harden and the people around him are going to figure are going to figure out that you're going to have to play and just basically play your way onto another team and go through the regular season. If he tries to, the only precedent we have for someone kind of like sitting out due to like an injury or a dispute with another with a team is Ben Simmons, and we saw how his career turned out. Jimmy Butler had issues with... uh... Yeah, he did. With Minnesota. But they they sat him out for a period of time during the regular season? Did he make it to the regular season? Yeah, I don't think he did. I was like, I was like, the only other, the only other one we have to like go by is Ben Simmons, but that was kind of like, you know, injury related as well. But it was a situation where the team he was on didn't want. No, he did. Game. Butler, Butler played in ten of the first thirteen games. It says before he got. But he actually, game. he actually played. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm yeah, saying, so what I'm you- saying, if James Harden just like basically no uh, says, oh, I'm not going to play, or tries to sit out a number of games. I'm saying that the, the Sixers can basically treat him like WWE treated Pat. Just let him sit at home because he's only hurting himself. He's not hurting the team anymore because they were already trying to move on without him. And they should be looking for a he, trade. They just haven't found the trade that's best for them. He is hurting the team. I mean, he's he's hurting a lot of people, but he is hurting the team um, just in just in the fact that they need to trade him. Like... They need to trade him because otherwise you're down. Legit, a star player. Like, yeah, yeah, not just like a random player. Oh, we're down the the eighth man. Like, you're down the guy who is, if you don't think he's second because you're that high on Tyrese Maxey, which I'm high on Tyrese Maxey. I think he's very good. He's definitely third. And he's definitely your offensive initiator uh, at the point of attack. They led the league in assists last year. Like, let's not act like James Harden just... Like his playoff struggles are what they are. He has his flaws and everything. But let's not act like there's no value in James Harden. So you're down him. That's going to hurt your team. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it is. But you should trade him. But I'm saying, if he's going to sit out and not play at all, he's honestly going to hurt himself more than the team. He's going to hurt He's gonna hurt his trade value. He's going to He's gonna hurt his, he? his ability. Yes. How's he gonna hurt his trade value? Everyone because knows because his trade value is trash to begin with. Okay, so how does this hurt it? Everyone knows where he wants it to go. It goes from the one to zero. That is not an improvement. That is a decrease. Everyone knows he wants to go to the Clippers. Everyone knows what you're getting with James Harden. You're getting a one-year deal. He might walk. He might just walk to the Clippers after this. You know he's burned every bridge he's been to the past few seasons with houston he did this in houston we showed up in the fat suit and everything and in brooklyn and now philadelphia like you know what you're getting i don't think there's any like oh james harden sitting that really hurts his and if anything it helps his value because he ain't playing in games he ain't getting hurt he ain't putting any miles on already a body that's got a lot of miles on it people are like yeah sure he's game is at home gaining weight yeah that's gonna help his game I don't think James Harden is out there. He looked fine. 
in training camp. He didn't show up in the fat suit anyway. That's what I'm like, saying. He's going to play. That's what I'm saying. He's going to play. So it's a mood point, even regardless of what we're talking about. He's going to play because it's going to help his, his trade value. Does playing help his trade value? How does playing yes. help his trade value? If you play with a chip on your shoulder, we've seen James Harden play with a chip on his shoulder in last year's playoffs. He did it yeah, in game. He did it in game one. Did it in game four. He just couldn't do it in the rest of the other um, five games. There's no mystery with James Harden. Like there's no. Oh, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He showed up to camp and he's gonna go out there and play. Look how professional. James Harden is. We definitely teams are going to be lining up to go get him now. If it lines up all off season for this guy, now all of a sudden they're going to just oh because he's going to play now. Let's make our best offer for James Harden. It's going to have nothing to do. It's it's such a good conspiracy. The fat suit. It has nothing to do with him with him playing or not playing. It has everything to do with another team. That's not the Clippers because that's where he wants to go right now. And it seems like that's the only team making any type of offer and everything to do with another and team. The offer is trash. It is. I don't disagree, but it has everything to do with another team stepping up and making an offer. And that might come down to an injury or a team feeling like, Oh, we're not as good as we thought we were. Maybe James Harden can help us out. But whether he plays or doesn't play, it has nothing to do with that. His value is going to remain the same regardless. I don't agree. Well, your argument for why is terrible. No, it's not. It's a solid argument. You're, you're just you're you're just you're just a coward who doesn't want to play basketball. How? What? <laughs> Because you're 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 saying that it's okay to not play basketball. It's I never said okay. that. When did it's I say not that? okay? You basically I said that are. his value is the same regardless. But you're basically it saying is. it's okay for him not to play basketball. It's not. No, I'm not. Yes, you I are. said that if he doesn't play, his value isn't hurt. You are pro days off for basketball players, and you I didn't think ask they me work. how I felt about whether he plays or doesn't play. All I'm telling you is that his value is not hurt. If he doesn't play. Yes, it is. He can improve his value by actually playing basketball. What if he plays bad? What if he sucks? Yeah, he can also, he can also. So how does that improve his value? That 1% from 0%. He has a chance. He has a chance to improve from 1% to 2% if he plays. It will stay at 1% if he doesn't play. And he also has a chance to go from 1% to 0% if he doesn't play or even play. Okay, well now you said he stays at one. He stays at one percent if he doesn't play. Before you said it goes from one to zero if he doesn't play. So get your numbers correct here. You, you're Scott Steiner. I literally, I literally, I literally said the same thing in the in the same sentence. No, you didn't. You didn't. Earlier, I, said, I literally said, I said he either stays at one or it goes from one to zero if he doesn't play. You said it stays at one if he doesn't play, and then it goes to and one. Then it I, could and then go. I said, I said it could go from one to zero if he doesn't play or if he does play. That's literally Scott the Steiner's last thing appalled I said. by your math. Scott Steiner's appalled by your math. Just know that. That wasn't math, sir. That wasn't math, sir. It was scenarios and where his percentage of trade of trade value is at. It's at a one. I mean, that's not good either. Is this out of a hundred? No. Yeah, this out at 100. 
So it can only go up to two? He could play and it could only go up to two? No, it could go up to it could go up to a hundred. He has a chance to make it to go up to it. How good does he have to play for it to go up to a hundred? He has to play like James Harden in 2017. You realize it's 2023, and that's probably not gonna happen. I do. I do think I do know that we are six years and about sixty pounds away from where he was in 2017. He's not that. It's, he's still in good shape. Come on, let's be nice to James Harden. He was skinny back then, though. He was skinny back then, though. I don't care about James Harden. I hope he sits. I I hope he continues to screw up Philadelphia. I hope he goes to. The worst team in the league, which I don't even know who that would be. Who's the worst team in the league? Everybody. I guess it's still technically the Spurs. Because that the, the talent still isn't like great, but like now they do have a guy who is potentially yeah. generational. Is there anybody worse than the Spurs? Um I mean, there's a few teams that I think of, like the Wizards. The Hornets. The Hornets. Oh, yeah, the, well, the Hornets still got Lamelo Lamelo Ball. Lamelo is Lamelo is 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 Jordan Poole with a hype machine. Like I don't see it. With Maybe Lamello. Houston, Houston, Houston. I like a lot of their young players. Get, Washington, that's a good shout. Washington's not yeah. good. They, they got Jordan Poole. They don't even got Jordan, Jordan Poole with a hype machine. They just got yeah. Jordan. Jordan Jordan Poole is their best player. Like Jordan Poole's about to get thirty this season, though. Jordan Poole's going off this year. Jordan Poole thirty is my and thirty point pick. losses. It's gonna be great. My, my sleeper pick for uh, scoring, scoring, <laughs> scoring uh, leader. That's my my Jordan sleeper Poole's pick. Jordan Poole's going to be out there shooting, baby. I'm hyped for him. It's like I'm chucking. Yeah, Washington's game. not a good team. It's a bad team right there. And then you, I think that's about the the Charlotte and Washington going to be fighting for the the bottom spot. I don't believe in Charlotte at all. That's just you don't think Lamelo's going to play this year, uh, or a lot? He'll play, play a lot. No, like I don't over, know if it's over a good... 65. Why why does it matter if he plays a lot or not? The team sucks. <laughs> well, he's their best player. He's their future. He, if he plays well, you would think that they wouldn't be as awful as they were last year. One, the team around him isn't super great. I no, um it's not. Uh I forget his last name, but Brandon, whatever. Um Brandon Miller. Yeah, I'm not yeah, Brandon Miller. Um I like I like Scoot Henderson better. Yeah, Portland's not going to be good, but they yeah. they will like they're at least fun though. I feel like that's going to be at least a fun. Scoot, fun yeah, Scoot, Scoot and stuff will make it fun over there. Um, I don't think Lamelo Ball's that great. I think he's a good stats on a bad team guy. You think he's going to be that for like his career though? I mean, you kind of have to like, especially if this is the end. We kind of have to say that Lonzo was a bust. Leangelo was a bust. So Leangelo was never hyped. Like he never that, really into the league. I'm I'm not calling a guy who never got into the league a bust. Lonzo, yeah, the injuries. It's a shame because Lonzo like really found a role in New Orleans and then Chicago. Like he he played he was playing really well in Chicago just as a defensive point of attack, knocking down threes like. He was doing well on that team. Then the injuries kind of took him out. I don't think Lamelo is like bad or anything. I mean, he only played 36 games last year, but I just, uh, he's not a great finisher around the rim. Uh, 
his three point shot is good, but sometimes it's he just he's gonna shoot him. Like that's he took 10 threes a game last year. And oh he shot 37%. You can't really argue too much with that. He's a good player. One, the talent around him isn't great. And I just need to see a little bit more that he leads to winning basketball. And maybe it will happen this year. You know, the injuries kind of got him last year. His finishing around the rim is a little tough for me. That, that that could definitely improve. I, I just, I am willing to give him a chance. I need to see him play an actual full season. Like, I, I feel like I haven't seen him quite yet like play a full season so and he, he played he's 75 able... games the other year yeah but i'm saying but i'm saying that was wasn't that his rookie year no second oh that year. was his second year okay yeah well his rookie how many games did he play his rookie year 51 yeah that's what i'm saying like i think that that second year was like his first year where he that was a short played. season though wasn't it that was a short season so 51 is actually oh right 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 because that was 2021 yeah yeah all right so yeah, I mean we've seen a good sample size. I think that he he does have potential. He does have places that he has to improve in his game, especially on defense, especially finishing around the rim. But I think that he has potential. I think Brandon Miller can be a really strong scorer if they if he's able to kind of meet his potential. He could be really good for them. So I'm willing to give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt than I am a bunch of other teams like the Wizards or even the Bulls at this point. He's 21. I'm not going to knock the kid. He's, he's, he's 21. There's still plenty of room to grow, and I do expect him to get better. I'm probably just not as high on him as I think a lot of people are. That's all. If he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. Good on him. Um, Money Mark is in Orlando. Louis in on, in on, on Orlando as well. Are you in on um, Orlando? I'm not out on them. I'm not as like... Look at Louis. Louis going. He's really in first round home court. That's top four seed. Louis really in on Orlando. How much I money you want to put be... on that? I'll make, <laughs> I'll make a, a quick dollar real quick. How much money you want to put on that, sir? I think they can be a play in team. I'm not like I'm not as high as uh, Louis is on them, but they're fun. They're fun. The Bulls are a team, and Louis mentioned they could. They might blow it off. They should. They should. Like I they got should. no hope for that team. They could get a hole, man. You see, you see what Portland got for Damian Lillard, man. Y'all can get a hole for Zach Levine and uh, uh, Demar Derozan. Like y'all can get a hole if y'all blow it up right now. I think they're just gonna stick with it. They're gonna stick with mediocrity. No, bless them. Go for Yo, it. Yo, you know how many teams will give up all in like a bunch of draft picks for those two players alone? Like you can improve your team. Levine. Levine, yes. DeRozan. I think they'll give value, up a, dra- a first rounder. They would give up a first rounder for for DeRozan. If you give them a, a player of lesser value and you give them a first round, that's basically the trade that Demar DeRozan wouldn't would uh, necessitate. Let's not act like all first rounders are equal, though. No, like no, if, not all if you're getting a first round, let's say Boston gives you a first rounder. What that's that's basically the equivalent of a second round, like. Yeah. That's a late first round pick. But the place I've always wanted DeRozan to go to, he gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks. That could be either or. That could be Dallas Dallas Mavericks. We don't know what what happens with them. They went from conference finals to 11th seed. 
in a year. Like we know you don't they, know what's going to happen there. I mean, they tanked just to keep their draft pick because <laughs> yes. otherwise it was about to it was about to go to Brooklyn in in the trade. So they just tanked to keep their draft pick, which you know I respect it. Sure. Um, yeah, that that's one that could go either way. I don't see them. What are you trading Tim Hardaway Jr. for in in a first for DeRozan? That's an ugly trade. Josh Green and a first rounder for DeRozan. No, I'm not giving up any of those. I, I'll give up Hardaway Jr. Fine, but like, I'm not giving up any of these younger guys. I'm not doing that I mean, at all. I, I think I think DeRozan improves their team immediately, especially if you don't if you keep Kyrie and and Luca. You would think that's not Luka what they would. need, though. I well, of course they're going to keep Kyrie and Luca. You're not trading either of those guys for DeRozan, like. No, no. You you gotta get way more back than DeRozan to trade those guys. Um, that's not what they need though. They don't need just another isolation score. Like they got two of them already. What are we doing? You don't need another one. They got Tim Hardaway Jr., who is largely the same thing. DeRozan's better. Yeah, he's better. But okay, but that's not what they they need. Like a big. That's why I think like Clint Capella, somebody would be great. Capella, yo, we talk about Clint Capella trades every year. They never happen. It's because is you know why? And now I realize because of our conversation earlier, Jeremy. You play too much 2K because I, I don't think it's gonna 2K. happen. That's what people people always say Clint Capella for trades to all these teams. And you know why? It's because people play too much 2K because Clint Capella's in every trade in 2K. If you want to improve your big man, you always get Clint Capella in the trade in the trade machine. Yeah, Clint Capella is He's a very tradable person. I don't think the Atlanta has any desire. I think they did actually did try to trade him. They they tried to trade John Collins for about 20 years before they finally dealt him to uh Utah. Utah sneaky good this year. They were almost a play in play in team last year. I'm I'm high on John Collins. They were in the um, top four seed for most of the season until yeah, they, they started off. fell off. Yeah, there. Clint Capella does just little things that you need for, for a team, especially a team like Dallas, who has no rim protection and uh no no real inside presence there he's just a good lob threat yeah i tried to will goody go bear uh rudy go bear to dallas when utah was thinking about trading him i don't even think go is that good i just want to see luca with a big like that see what happens that never had anybody like that all their bigs are stretch guys that's true that would what's be that Trae would be Young's, very interesting what's trey young's trade value I like Trey Young too. Yeah, I like Trey Young. I think I think that if they got him on the right team, where he could just be a scorer, that's what um, he is in Atlanta. What do you, what else do you want from him in Atlanta? Well, he's kind of he kind of has to be. Yeah, he, he is the the star player. I feel like if you if you could just make him the the secondary scorer, I think that that would probably be where he can win a championship and gain his most success. But I don't see that trade anywhere in this league right now. What is a star score for? Isn't that what he is? You want him to be? No, he's the he's the star player, so he has to do more than score. He has to. I got Deontay Murray the for that. He has to be a shot a shot maker. Well, that didn't work out too well last year. Whose fault is that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of a lot of Atlanta Hawks uh, basketball. We got to get Stephen Jensen on here to get his perspective. 
I mean, they have Deontay Murray to take that pressure. And I, I think Deontay Murray is very Trey good. Is Young the too. top five point guard in the league? Is he? All right, name five. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking the question. I'm not, I'm not insulting him at all. Uh, but Steph Curry, uh, okay. De'Aaron Fox. Um, that's just off the top of my head. De'Aaron Fox, yeah. He won Clutch, clutch Player of the Year. He's been letting his team to the award. playoffs. That's a what? stupid award. That's a dumb award. What do you want me to say? It is. It's a dumb award. I think De'Aaron Fox is very good. So he's, but he's not Fox better is, than Trey Young? I think it's debatable. I think it's debatable. Okay. okay. I mean, name name some other point guards, because I'm I'm like having a brain fart right now. I can't Clearly. So Trey might be a top five because you can't name no. anybody else. No, I'm just I'm just having a brain. I got I got three year olds that wake me up at 4 a.m. in the morning, Jeremy. It's no like excuses. after it's like the evening for me right now. Um no all right. I'm gonna I'm no, I'm just gonna look at now you you you're forcing you're me Google? to just no, you're forcing me to just look at the league. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, is better. Shea Gilgis uh, Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander is. If better. you want to put Luca, John ja, ja Morant is better. Luca, if you if you count him as a point guard, yeah, he's definitely better. Uh, Dame. Damian Lillard is better. Uh, why is it? Why is this so difficult for you, SB three? I told, I literally just told you. Why. <laughs> like, like, did you do you not listen? I would take I would take Trey Young over John Morant. Fight me. You would take Trey Young over John Morant. I mean, to yeah. be fair, one take shots, one kill shots. What's <laughs> like? What's a three point shot to a kill shot? I don't know. I don't know. But um, Trey over John Morant? No, I'll take Ja. I'll take Ja over Trey. Ja, ja is more he's a better defender. He No, uh, he's not. He's no, a better he's defender than Trey. Yes. I mean, well, okay, you, yes, you because be Trey much. Young. Yeah. You don't have to be much. Ja's not like, a good like, defender though. No, he's Ja's not. not, I'm not I am not saying that Ja is a good defender. I am saying Ja Moran is better defender than Trey Young. Okay. Everybody's a better. Yes. Everybody's a better yes. than I'll take him. I'll take Trae him Young. over him. I'll take I'll take I'll take his defense over him. Uh, his finishing at the basket, I think, is better as well. Uh, he's, I feel like he's a better, a better leader on the court, not off the court, but a better leader on the court. I feel. I mean, your off-court actions kind of dictate your. I mean, yes, as well. yes, yes. That's why I had that face when I said my statement. That's why I had to specify on the court. It's strictly on the court. I feel like he's a better leader on the court than Trey Young. Trey Young is a better example of an NBA player. <laughs> I'm not even like super high on Trey Young's leadership because I think a good chunk of the issues in Atlanta do stem from him. He's the star player. He's he's the top guy. Like if Halliburton, if I agree. Things are going. Oh, Tyrese Halliburton's nice. Tyrese Halliburton is better. Yeah. Brunson is debatable. Garland, nah. Trey's better. Trey's better than Garland right now. I don't know about I I don't know if I'll be saying that after next season, but right now, Trey's better. I don't think Trey's top five. I do I like top, I'm probably higher. Top ten, maybe. I'm probably higher on Trey Young than a lot of people, too. I'll take him over Ja. That's my that's my hot take. Hot take. Oof. Oof. Give it a year. He said, "Yeah, Louis saying both uh, Thompson twins. I can see that. 
I can see that. Trey Young Redemption Tour coming this year, baby. Trey is not better than Halliburton. Halliburton is definitely a better defender than both Trey and Ja. Okay. We keep going defense. Yes, all these guys are better defensively. But I'm I'm giving you I'm giving you credit. I'm giving you I'm saying he's better than Ja Moran as well. Trey is a better Trey's a much better scorer than Halliburton. Yeah. Halliburton can shoot it though. Halliburton yeah, really he, he can shoot it. And he shoots it very well and efficiently. I would take Halliburton over over Trey overall. I think Halliburton's probably slept on because he just plays in Indiana and no one pays attention to them. But his numbers last year, man, he averaged uh, 21 points on 49% from the field, 40% from three, 10, 10 and a half assists to almost two steals. Like he balled out last year. He's good. Oh. He's good. Better than Trey. I, I don't disagree. So I feel I feel like a lot of people rate Trey on the fact that he faced the Philadelphia 76ers in that playoffs and made it to the conference finals. I mean he should be rated for that. He did a great job. The Sixers I mean, imploded. I mean, but I mean he yeah, it. It, it, but I mean we two years later, I think we all can agree Sixers lost that season more than the Hawks won that season. They still won. You can only beat the team that's in front of you. It's not their fault that they imploded like that. And they only had four players on the court. That's not the that's not the Hawks' fault. Maybe the coach should have made some changes. Maybe the coach should have put a fifth guy on the court. How about that? Probably should have. Yeah. Probably should have. So. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not negating them. I'm just saying that perception is Sixers lost that. You didn't win it. Perception is they made it to the conference finals. And that counts for something. Congratulations. That's the father you're going to be with that team. I mean, maybe the rest of the team is what it is. I, him and Deontay Murray got to figure out a way to work. I thought that would work last year. I think it's a great combo. I just, it clearly didn't work. We'll see if Quinn Snyder now with the full season to kind of establish things can uh, make it happen here. Let me send this link to our pal Share Delaware. We only got half an hour left, and we need to uh, talk about the challenge. We talked about everything else in the headline, and I have to do ninety seconds of ninety days, and I'm trying to remember. Eh, I don't know. What do you mean? What What do you mean? eh? What do you mean? eh? I don't know. I don't know if you've earned it today, Andrew. Whoa! (laughs) Now this. Now, you, do you hear this man? This man that started off this episode talking about ejaculating everywhere yeah. because he watched basketball. Like, Jesus Christ, how dare you? How dare is it, you? Why is that wrong? No, because how dare you judge me and say, oh, I don't deserve something. You don't I'm deserve anything. I'm not judging anything. you. I'm not. That's not a judgment. It's a performance review. This is a performance (laughs) review. (laughs) It's a performance review. That's a fucking judgment. judgment. (laughs) You are judging my job. It's a performance review. It's not a judgment on you as a person. It's a performance review. Disgusting. (laughs) I'm disgusted. Cher Delaware is here. Hello, Cher Delaware. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm here. Yeah, aren't we all? We're all just <laughs> here at the end of the day. 
we're all just dust in the wind. Yeah. Shadowlord, have you, before we get into the, the challenge, have you uh, watched the latest episodes of Love is Blind? I have watched the first one. I have not watched okay. the second one yet. So. All right, that's where we're at as well. So we're actually on the, the same page. The, the, in the first one, Milton. I like Milton. Milton just goes with the flow. He's just like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, he's the most mature person out of this group. And he's uh, like 24. Yes. Izzy and oh, Stacy. I actually is... watched the first episode of this. Good. There we go, SP3. So I know up. who you guys are talking about. Because every time I saw a name that I heard last week, I was like, oh, I know of you. You're going to make it far. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw Milton, I was like, oh, this is who they were talking about? Yes. Izzy, Izzy and Stacy were one, they were complete assholes to, to Johnny, but it, I found it hilarious that they go back to the apartment and Izzy is like, he's ready to like high five, bro. Like we, we just downed her. We dissed her. We cut her down. And Stacy's like, yeah, you still kind of suck in certain aspects. And like, don't compare me to all of this stuff. And Izzy bless him. I didn't feel bad for him because I know what it's like to, to have the significant other who is like, you're not good enough. It makes you feel like you are not good enough. So I completely, I felt bad for him for that. But also he's an asshole for what he did. He yeah. deserved it. Yeah, kind of did. Um, But so she I'm was an right. asshole too. So like, yes. she ain't the person who should be making him feel like this. No. Um, You did see my post last week asking people if they had um, lost and found drawers. Um, yes. That people were very confused by that concept. So clearly it's just an Izzy thing. But I will say, I did a little research. There were two other couples on this trip with them that completely got edited out. So one couple got completely edited out of the entire show. And they are not even on the cast anything imagine trying to do that editing (laughs) like so um they were together she alleges that they got engaged she alleges that he sexually assaulted her in where is it that they go jamaica aruba i think it's like mexico somewhere Yeah. yeah the beach yeah Um, she alleges that he sexually assaulted her. She went to the producers and the producers basically were like, well, it's, I mean, you're just not attracted to him. That's all that it is. And like, tried to tell her that she did not know what happened. And, um, so she is suing the company that makes Love is Blind now, the production company. So, um, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of changes before the next season, because, uh, yeah, that can't happen. <laughs> no, not good. Wow. So the other couple, not I'm not sure why they got cut. So I brought this couple, or I brought this person up last week. It's Carter the Fisherman. Uh, I remember him. And, and just that he was there. He was at the party as well, I, I think. Um there were people at the party you should recognize. But you still remember, he was brought up at some point of this. Like, is yeah, Jeremy cutting out for you, too? Yeah, yeah. He's stuck yeah, in the computer yeah, world. Sure. He's stuck in the computer world. Go ahead. 
I didn't know if it was just me or if it was. <laughs> you didn't see me reacting. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> he'll be back. Um, so I'll wait till he comes back. But there was actually two other couples. One of them they didn't film in um the beach. <laughs> I don't mm. freaking know where they go. Mexico, the wherever. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Aruba, but <laughs> one of them they did. You're there we go. Better. Yeah. Well, wow, we'll see. You have I was telling you now. guys. You can you can continue because like I can hear you just fine. Okay. It's clearly just on okay. my end. So Carter um was the fisherman who wanted everyone to know he was a fisherman. He got engaged to Renee, the veterinarian. They went to Mexico. Um she said no at the altar. They filmed the whole thing and then did not put it in the show. I'm not sure why. Yeah. That seems like that's a good, you know, we like the nose at the altar. Yes. And they showed so much of them in the pods, yeah. too. So it's weird to me that they cut them out of that part. But then um, there was also, so that was Renee and Carter. Mm. Paige and Josh. Um, let me see. She posted something on their Instagram, but I didn't really remember them. They got engaged. Um, they did not get filmed. They didn't get sent with the other couples and they ended up breaking up after. But I feel like at this point, maybe you should just send them all to Mexico and yeah. like just to be safe, to get the best stories out of it. Because now with them randomly cutting that one couple out of it and then having to cut the other couple out of it because she's suing them. We got three. <laughs> like we got three, and I was I was telling the wife last night is like we're really only down to two couples that are going yeah. to the altar, and I was telling her of like JP and Taylor ain't mentioned at all. Mm -hmm. She said nope, There's I'm done. done, and they like they haven't filmed anything, any type of update, any type of like her meeting with her friends and like burying him or her him meeting with his friends and just being like oh it didn't work with it like nothing they have not been mentioned they weren't yeah. at the party thing like they just were not mentioned at all it's like wow you really are just down to two couples and like the couples aren't bad or anything but obviously the more you have in there the more interactions you have the more yeah. drama and storylines you're going to have so if you're only down to two just just less oh, and like, here, i'll yeah. show this is renee and carter for anybody that can't remember who is who okay okay yes i remember him her, I remember quite as much. I'm really okay. not sure why they didn't include them because they showed them a lot when they were in yeah. the pods. So that's odd yeah. that they cut them and that they went all the way to the altar and then they cut that out. Like that's very strange to me. Um, our dear friend Jiminika started watching it last night because nice. of my tweets. <laughs> and the very first thing that she said, like first episode, I'll read the text. She said, Lydia is wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get I ready. Said, Word. Get ready. I said, Lydia is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and she said she should really work on her attachment style. She should get some professional <laughs> support around that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. We got we to gotta get through the challenge because I have 20 minutes left here. SP3, speed run. The, the two or two episodes behind. We're two episodes behind? 
Yeah, because we, we yeah we didn't do it last week. Oh snap! I don't. Okay, yeah. So last week was uh Chris beating Tyler in the elimination, and the elimination was kind of like this yeah. barrel run where you had two barrels and you had to move around this circle, and one person was basically the runner and one person was the chaser, and the chaser basically had to get close to the runner and step on the, one of their uh barrels for the time to stop. So Tyler, he did it pretty, pretty fast. Uh, you know, the first go around catching Chris and getting onto his barrel. And then Chris, yo, he went into Dominated. beats mode. He yeah. it's like he got a shot of adrenaline because he was making these like like he was like every time he would move a barrel, it was like he was barking. Like it was like intimidating to the point that I think that it slowed Tyler down and broke his momentum and he was just like caught up and got caught like 30 seconds earlier than how he caught Chris. So Chris eliminated Tyler. I think that's his, what his fourth elimination. This man has been the kind of like the star of the show and been taking out any, everybody to the point that they had bananas be like, kind of got to be intimidated by this guy. <laughs> he, he keeps sending him down there. He keeps sending people home. So mm -hmm. it's looking like this far into the game that Chris is honestly a favorite to win it now. The daily challenge was uh, oil wrestling, and right, yes, everyone... they poured the oil on them, and they all jumped Chris. <laughs> yeah, they all jumped, and all the girls jumped Tori to get her out. It came down for the guys. It came down to Fessy and and Corey, and Corey ended up beating. No, Fessy. which I will say, Fessy set up for himself to win. Yes, Fessy had not gone. Corey had gone. Fessy thought it was going to be easy work. He was going to get in there because you know, this is Fessy's game. He said, this is what I do. And then goes in there and loses. Like, and I think everyone was shocked too. Nobody thought Corey was going to beat Fessy in that. Tori, com Tori complained that they, um, that it was unfair the, the way that they all went after her. You can't sit game. and say you That's can't say game. you're the strongest person <laughs> and then be mad when they strategize and get you out of there. Like what what are you even talking about? <laughs> like yeah, that, that's, that's just a game. Uh, and Michaela Michaela won for the girls. Yeah, yeah. They basically, yeah, it basically was like one-on-one -on -one matchups for the guys because Fessy was setting up all these one-on-one -on -one matchups after they all jumped Chris and Tyler to get them out. So he would like be like, "Oh, you guys wrestle. Oh, you guys wrestle." Mm -hmm. And when Josh and Corey was wrestling, he was like trying to push both of them out at the same time. But like as a viewer, I knew Corey would win when it was down to those two because Fessy's over here being like, oh, I'm, I'm used to this. I'm about this. I'm a football player. I this is what people. I do. But yeah. Corey was like, I did amateur wrestling. I was like, oh, so he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's going to win. He knows how to position his body. Even though Fessy's bigger than him, he knows how to position and, his body. And, and as, that's yes. what he did at the end. Yes. As soon as Corey got in there and he was in full wrestling stance, like, I, my kids are in wrestling. I watch this two times a week now. As soon as they get out on the mat, they're in wrestling. As soon as I was like, oh, <laughs> like he was, he was taking no prisoners in there. <laughs> like, no, no. I just thought that it was very funny. And I will say, you said that about Chris and his eliminations. Going into this season, I didn't know who Chris was. 
And at the beginning, I was like, this guy's kind of annoying. Like, I didn't really see him being someone that I would be like, oh, yeah, he's probably going to get far or do well or anything. He has impressed me far beyond what I expected. And at this point, I would probably stop putting him in eliminations unless it's someone that you really want to get knocked out. Like, you know, he's going to win. So, like, maybe stop. That's why I was laughing at the next episode when Josh was like, send me down there and I'll take him out. I'm like, Josh, no, what? The king Josh, of Delulu is You Josh. are one in five. You're one in five. What are we talking about here? But like, yes. dude's almost five and out on this season. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, yo, delusional to the to the max. But yeah, that, that whole voting really uh, for that elimination with Chris and Tyler kind of dictated the storyline of the following episode because the uh, voting was, I believe, um, I think Chris got a bunch of balls. Was it Chris or was Tyler sent down? I think it was Tyler was sent down. And then Chris was the one that they they pulled the ball for because uh, but Tori got some votes and we all knew that Chris was going to vote for Tori. And we all knew that uh, like Cassidy was going to vote for Tori, but she got like, uh, no, no, no. The the survivor girls actually voted for Tori. And but it was uh, all three of the strong survivor girls. They had talked to Michelle about doing it. Michelle said she was down for the plan. And then last minute, Michelle voted for Chris. So then they basically, the next episode, tried to, like, talk to her and was, like, questioning her. Why would she do that? And she explained that she threw the ball on them. Then Tori came in the room. And this was the first time I was like, nah, yo, y'all Survivor girls. Y'all some pussies. Because they, like, totally, totally switched the 180 from the previous mm -hmm. episode. They was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This mm -hmm. not on my character. You know? I was like, oh God, Desi, you're my, you're my you're my pick to win this season, and you're disappointing me like this. What are we doing? You don't need to do all that. You voted for it. It's over. You don't need to cry about it. But yeah, yeah that whole thing that was ridiculous. And Michelle, Michelle basically, she was playing the game the right way, but she was playing in a way where she had to make a choice last week. And the right choice was to stick with the strong survivor girls because you should know. All finals are going to have four girls in it. If you are the fourth girl, take that spot. Take that yeah. spot and run for it and keep throwing balls on Tori until one of y'all can take her out. But nine times out of ten, the other girls are going to pick one of the other girls because they know you're not going to take out Tori. So, like, you would are in a good stance. Just vote with them. Vote for Tori. But Michelle totally blew up her game by not voting for Tori and not picking with the Survivor Girls. So the next elimination comes, and it's an individual one. And you have to go into this tunnel and find these puzzle pieces. But TJ did not tell them how many puzzle pieces this was. They just told them, you go in the tunnel, find all the puzzle pieces, and run out. So everybody runs in, and uh, basically the guy, the, everybody that's on the vet side gets their puzzle pieces. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like seven puzzle pieces. Okay, great. So they start you know, working on their puzzle or whatever. But Michaela, who once again, we said... Cassidy insulted her and said that she's too strategic. 
But strategic is the reason why somebody won this challenge is because she went into every single part of the tunnel and looked in there. And there was a part of the tunnel that nobody went down that had all, everybody's last puzzle piece in it. And she and Johnny Bananas asked her, is like, is there anything down there? She's like, no, 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 nothing down there. <laughs> she why would you Chris, believe her like be, no i understand why bananas would believe her because he had that combo with her like two or three episodes ago where he was like you could be my number He's two been doing or whatever this too yeah. long to believe anybody <laughs> oh but he he thought he thought he, they, that she was on his side but she went with the survivor she told the survivor people and chris so chris and desi win because they find that last puzzle piece and the vets are just finding it when they finally finish with their puzzle. So Chris and Desi win the challenge and they vote in, I believe, Cassidy and no. was it Josh nope. and Josh and Michelle. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh yeah, Michelle got yeah. voted in because she didn't vote with the survivor girls. So yeah, yeah. Josh and Michelle had a little a little emotional moment. Like, I'm gonna vote for a guy, but it's only because I don't want to protect. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> little did little did Michelle know that the whole house was voting for a girl and literally yeah. seven votes for Cassidy. That was like <laughs> Yeah, Cassidy was screwed. And it wasn't even it wasn't even Wes. Wes wasn't even there to do it to her. I don't know who she's gonna blame. Yeah. No, no now she's now she's going with the oh, everybody's against me now. It's not just Wes anymore. It's everybody's against me now. There was one vote for Corey, and that was it. Otherwise, yeah, and that was, was probably all... Fessy still pissy about yeah, that was Michelle. That was <laughs> yeah, it was Michelle. It was it was Michelle. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Fessy's like yeah, fuck one... you, dude. <laughs> One vote for Corey. Otherwise, it was Cassidy. But Cassidy went down there, and she did. Cassidy came back once again. I think Michelle could be really good at the challenge. Michelle is too emotional, and she is the person who still thinks she can be everybody's friend. And like, that's great. The vets seem to like her. Yep. So, like, go with the vets or go with your survivor girls. You can't do both this far into the game. You've got to pick a side and not establishing that she screwed herself. Yeah, if, if she would have been if she would have been honest about what side she was picking, I think that she could have avoided all of this, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Michelle is just too emotionally unstable. And I forgot to mention the best part of this whole episode is when um, Michaela accuses Michelle of like being two faced and playing both sides. And Michelle just starts, uh, you know, having a complete breakdown. And then, um, and then, and then Michaela says, you're unraveling, Michelle. And Michelle says, I'm not unraveling. I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> that's like my kids when they start having a meltdown. Like, that's, I'll be like, are you okay? And they'll be like, ah! <laughs> like Did you that's lose both people, Jeremy? Yeah, I had a rough one. Uh, Michelle's oh, no. gone and, and Tyler's gone. I'm down to, like, I got my top two. I got bananas and I got Tori. I still feel good. About both of them, but otherwise, that's all I got. You guys got got a little bit more firepower than I do. Damn, man, that, that, your, my, my Mister Irrelevant looking good right now. Shay, you're down to two people as well. You got Chanel and 
No, I've got three. I've got Cassidy. Cassidy. Chris. Oh yeah, Chris. Okay. Okay. I got sorry. the ghost Chris. Yeah, yeah he. Chris. <laughs> Chris and Cassidy are just—they're going down every time, and they're just keep—they just keep coming back. Bless them. I—I—I'm sorry. I do—I do feel like it is a difference though, because like Chris is beating like Wes, and Tyler proved himself to be a good person in eliminations and stuff like that. I'm sorry if you go down there and you're facing Alyssa's. Uh, both of You can only beat. I know. I know. You can, you can only, only beat, beat who's in front of you. But she hasn't beaten anybody. She's still winning. She's still winning, though. I mean, it's still the the odds. If you keep going down in, there, odds are at some point you're gonna lose, and she keeps winning. In mm -hmm. the record book, it'll still show her stat. I mean, I don't even like this girl. Why are you making me defend her? Right <laughs> I don't. I don't know why y'all defending her right now. Because Shout all out I am to saying, the only thing because she's winning. All I am pick. saying, all I am saying is that Cara Maria was eliminating a bunch of folks on free agents. You know what? What she when she started getting respect is when she eliminated Naya. I don't have respect for Cassidy because she ain't beat nobody yet. Why are you a I hater? I'd say Michelle is probably the best of what she's beaten, but I think Michelle had already lost in her head yeah. when yeah, she, she went in there. So I think that that was more of the issue in that situation. But um, I mean, I don't know. What do we do when the chat wins this whole thing with Josh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Josh wins this whole thing. I think we just all retire from the challenge. <laughs> we never watch the challenge again. Yeah, we just never Josh watch it again. <laughs> This yeah. dude has cried too many times to win. Yo, he said, he said, I want you to die to take me. Put me down there. Put me down there next week. I'll take out Chris. I swear. One of us, one of us win the challenge and throw me down there. I'll take him out. I'll take him out. I Listen, swear. I'm just so close. I'm just so close. I'm going to challenge Mania in Tampa when um over Rumble. Well, one, I think CT will be there because that's like down by where he lives. So I'm excited about that. I'm really hoping Josh will be there so I can ask him what it's like being delusional. <laughs> 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 like, I wish I lived in his world. He's just so, I can't, I can't with that man. Like, oh, Josh, 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 Josh. Josh Martinez. <laughs> All right, SP3, we got about seven minutes left. Your performance and the recapping the challenge was very good. Give you high marks for that. Thank you. But your slander of Cassidy has taken you down. And maybe, maybe SP3, you should have just sat that one out and you would not have hurt your performance review if you just sat that one when out. When did Instead, you become a Cassidy you, champion? You know? He's champion Cassidy right now. She's what winning. She's winning. I told you. I She's not winning. Her. She's just still in the game. <laughs> winning eliminations. She's winning eliminations. Barely. Oh, I had yes, respect I for her. Whoever it was that asked. Yes, I dyed my hair. I had Trey Jones, uh, San Antonio Spurs starting point guard. Um, <laughs> I had respect for her when she was like, you know, I keep sending me down. I'm going to keep beating all of you. All of you are scared. And she's beating them. Mm -hmm. So you hurt your value. By continuing to play SV3, you could have just sat out, would have been fine, but no, you had I to see play. What you're trying to do here, you're not <laughs> slick, sir. 
I'm not trying to be slick. I didn't realize anything anything of this was slick. People who watch the show, ah, oh, look what Jeremy's doing. It's not anything of like, oh, I'm trying to make some subtle remark. I'm WWE in this, banging you over the head <laughs> with this comment. Yeah, there's nothing subtle about any of this. All right. Minute and a half, 90, 90 seconds of 90 days. You ready? Yes. Oh, God. All right, the last episode was One Last Secret. Why? Because we had family therapy with Kalani and Asuela, where we found out all of their secrets, including that Asuela has been cheating on Kalani every single moment of their relationship, including the reason why she wanted to take him from Samoa to the United States is because of the culture in Samoa is for the men that are married to cheat on their on their wives. Basically, Asuela's friends would hit on Kalani and her sister when they were in Samoa. So that was her decision to bring him over. But instead, he started going on OnlyFans accounts and uh, started purchasing uh, like OnlyFans pictures. And he was cheating in that form before going to Samoa and cheating on her for real and getting a yeast infection. Uh, Asuelo, Asuelo <laughs> was crying and emotional, saying that she deserves better. She deserves better than me. Than me. And Kalani was actually comforted him why are you comforting him don't do that molly and kelly have reached an impasse and they have decided to go their separate ways kelly's had enough of molly's bs and he's leaving she's like i loved him but i don't love him anymore and they had the they both i think kelly left but molly stayed uh jovi and jara were getting about their intimacy jara wants a massage while jory jovi wants to get a blowjob before having sex uh angela surprises my 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Oh no, he said the tribal yeast. The tribal yeast. <laughs> tribal cheeks, tribal yeast. Oh my gosh. That's too oh, much. So I good. Can't. No, oh, good. no, no. no. <laughs> so good. So, so good. That's a good impression of Asuelo, by the way, SV3. I'm very impressed by it. That's, that's really spot on. Yo, my missus, Deadass, she says, she just be like, she named someone from 90 Days and she wants me to do the impression because she just wants to laugh. <laughs> like, I do Asuelo, I do Angela, I do, uh, who's the other one? Oh, uh, Jasmine with uh, with uh, the, the older guy. I do that one too. Listen, I really thought that this week was going to be easy. Like, they weren't naked in the hot tub. It, I, it was it was going well. It was going it was well. Never easy. No, ninety day, ninety day fiance. The fact that they've put them all in this little island. This is resort, the greatest. This is the greatest season ever. It's the greatest. Season it's ever. already. It, these are already the craziest friggin' people in the world. But usually they're just in different parts of the country and and you only get world, it on the tell all. The tell all yeah. is usually the best episode yes. of the season oh, yeah. because they bring them all together. But like this season is unreal because they're together the whole season and it's just like that's why I I was like, yeah, I got to talk about it every week. We got to do 90 know, seconds. You know who they need on on this SB3. Muhammad, Muhammad, and what's her name? I forget oh, her name. But what's his wife's name? Oh, I got the one that he said you smell. Yes, it's, it's because she smells. Yes. I don't want to sleep with her because she doesn't smell good. 
I'm gonna get you world. deported. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get your ass deported. <laughs> I love that I I make fun of you guys for watching this when I watch the freaking show about seeking a sister wife. And oh, oh that's even worse. <laughs> it's, those those TL, the rest of the TLC shows are even worse than 90 days. TLC like, is nuts. TLC seeking is nuts. sister wife is so funny though because there's like one couple that they. They do it because of the religion. They're super religious and like they're the best couple on there. They're so sweet and everything, but nobody cares about them because they want the lady who was trying to get with the guy so she could get a green card. Like that, those are the ones that we care about. <laughs> um, oh, it's so bad. TLC, TLC is absolutely absolute trash in the best best way. Trash. All right, I got I got to run here. Uh, Share Delaware. Let everyone know where they can find you at if you would like to plug anything. Um, actually, you know what? Don't follow me on Twitter because Twitter That's is my bit. a freaking disaster right now. Um, I woke up to a damn mess. Got the best night of sleep in my life and woke up and everybody was mad. Um, so follow me on Threads at share.delaware because i am posting on there because you know what people aren't on there mad at wrestling company owners so <laughs> follow me there you can't get birthday tony khan on threads though like you know, bless you can't get you can't you can't you can't okay. get you can't get I'm the okay. bad man <laughs> all right it. sp3 let everybody know where they can find you at you can find me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it made me want to say. Um, you can find me on the Twitter machine at True Heel SP3. Uh, yeah, and True Hill Heat YouTube channel. I think I have an interview dropping later today. Yes, uh, interview dropping later today with Lash Larue. So uh, check oh, that out. That is nice. dropping on the on the channel today. So check it out. Nice. All right. Thank you guys. As always, don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me anywhere. I don't want any of that nonsense. Um, we will be back tomorrow on In the Weeds. There's a new tag talk on Thursday. The, the girls were off yesterday. Haley was under the weather, uh, but they will be back on Thursday. We have tomorrow in the weeds. What else? I don't know. This show will be back next week. Season preview, NBA season preview coming up probably not next week, but the following week. We'll, we'll talk uh, our fantasy basketball league next week we'll give details on that for next week uh, otherwise i know everyone enjoy your night like don't watch wrestling hockey season starts tonight yeah. watch that what hockey much better much better that's what i'm twitter is gonna be a shit show tonight preseason nba preseason nba yeah i'm just SP3 gonna tweet about hockey to watch. tonight and act like everybody else is tweeting about hockey too i mean i'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, tweet about jersey shore today that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I will 100% just be tweeting about hockey because I typically just work during wrestling. So I don't tweet a lot about wrestling outside of my usual just bits. I just and don't watch wrestling. So that's that's the way to do it, honestly. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to watch this season's uh, Jersey Shore because I just found out Ronnie and Sammy had a reunion. So I need to watch oh, this boy. season of Jersey Shore. Oh, boy. All right. Um, thank you, guys. As always, we'll be back next Tuesday, FMC. Bye, everybody. Yeet.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.